Five months ago, I quit a dream job at a big media company to go independent. And then all of this happened and I had no idea how it would go. Turns out, okay so far. And I want to thank all of you, all of you for your support. Now, we just got to beat the old channel. Sponsored by CuriosityStream. Now, with Nebula. So while I was busy filming and editing the most researched piece I've ever done in my life, my giant video on App Store versus Antitrust, link in the description, Debbie Wu and Mark Gurman were busy dropping the mother of all 2020 rumor bombs on Bloomberg. I have not had time to read the article yet, so what I figured I would do is just go through this in real time with you and react to it and just give you my honest impressions about what I think of the rumors, not just whether or not they'll happen, but whether or not I think uh, it's what Apple should be doing this year. That just makes me as happy as uh, David Blaine's brother getting an autograph from MKBHD. Apple Incorporated has asked suppliers to build at least 75 million 5G phones for later this year. You know, if we go back to my, my Apple leaker uh, tier list from the Reddit video on the weekend, uh, Mark is currently in the A tier, according to the Apple Track website, with 86.7% accuracy over 307 rumors. I don't know where Debbie is. People don't tend to include Debbie on these things, and they really should, because if she's in the byline, she deserves every bit as much credit as Mark does for these articles. Although the sheer number of rumors they put out, I would argue, compared to other people who have relatively little but higher percentages, should really push them up. And I think anyone who's been watching this channel for a while knows what I think about 5G, that it's mostly something that appeals to finance and marketing people right now and isn't really widely spread enough or differentiated enough to matter to consumers like us. You have the frequency range one, which is sub six or sub nine, wherever that ends up playing out. And that's a little faster than LTE, up to 20% faster than LTE. And that is being built out. And I think, uh, like my former colleague Daniel Bader said, it will end up delivering on the promise for LTE for more people, especially people in suburban and rural areas. But millimeter wave, to me, still hasn't proven itself as a viable consumer technology. That's the frequency range two version of it. And it could just end up to be something used in high density regions like stadiums and cities. Pundits were saying Apple was doomed for not including 5G in the iPhone 11. And I still don't think it's hugely important in the iPhone 12. Don't tell the carriers. The four new iPhones will be split into two basic and two high-end models. For the first time, will feature OLED displays with improved color and clarity. 5.4 inches, two 6.1 inch models, and a whopping 6.7 inch model. And we've been hearing that rumor for a while, um, maybe a year, going back, I think, to Guomingqi, who's chilling in the B tier, according to Apple Track, with 76.4% over 106 rumors. And it just makes a ton of sense to me, especially the smaller model on the lowest end, because we've seen before that when Apple can do things like fusing a smaller model with a less expensive model, attract both of those markets, it ends up being really successful uh, to them because people always want a less expensive iPhone, but a lot of people just really deep in their hearts love the smaller iPhones. And going bigger in the time when you can both extract more premium prices, you can test the upper limits, the price elasticity, but also cater to people who use their phones as primary computers who can just never get a big enough display. I think that's also smart. It also fuses two ends of the market. All the smartphones will have updated designs with squared edges, similar to the iPad Pro. And again, that's a long-standing rumor. We've heard that for a long time. When Apple introduced the new iPad Pro, I think it hit all of us in our 
nostalgia spots and we just wanted everything to look like the iPhone 5. And rumor has it the, the lower end ones, the iPhone 12 proper, will be sort of very much like the iPhone 5 with the aluminum edges, while the higher end, the Pro models, will have steel edges. edges. So maybe more reminiscent of the iPhone 4 series, which is just beloved, <laughs> beloved in like a retro future um, Leica brawn industrial design sense of the word. At least the larger of the Pro phones will have the same LiDAR camera as on the latest iPad Pro. And there's been sort of mixed reactions to this. This has been a longstanding rumor as well, I'd say that Apple was working on this technology for the phones. If it only makes it into the larger of the Pro, I'll be a little disappointed because I like it when the models are consistent. Uh, so when one of them has a better camera at the larger size, I feel like I'm sort of forced to go big. But I also am more excited about LiDAR on the phone than I am on the iPad. And I still believe the iPad was sort of like the developer hardware. It was really there to test out LiDAR for upcoming iPhones and upcoming other future uh, face-mounted wearable products. But when you do put it on a phone, you sort of get that AR camera we've been hearing rumors about for a long time. And not in terms of like augmented reality like Pokemon Go, but in terms of having something like the TrueDepth camera on the other side that doesn't have the density of displays of dots that it's throwing out there, but it, it can go way further. It can go through the room and through a good distance outdoors. And that can be used for everything. I mean, on a on a basic level, like better focus, better depth of uh, better depth effects. But also, I'm hoping we start getting into the the era of mobile virtual set design, the way that Industrial Lights and Magic has been doing it with Mandalorian. Obviously, not on that scale, but I think once you can start understanding and ingesting the physical world around you, you can start modifying that, and that's sort of hell exciting. <laughs> Debbie and Mark also say there's going to come in a dark blue color, which is something that was rumored a long time ago by Max Weinbach, who's currently listed by Apple Track at 39.1%. Hard D tier, at least for Apple rumors. He's got a way better track record for Samsung rumors, but this, this is looking accurate. I still wish Apple was a little bit more or a little bit less conservative on the Pro models with the colors. They do full-on nanochromatic uh, ranges on the standard, on the iPhone XR, on the iPhone 11, but still only like one variant, or I guess two now because gold and midnight green uh, with the 11 and presumably gold and dark blue with the 12. But I wish they would strut. I wish they would let their industrial design materials team just strut a little bit more uh, with a product red or with something that's just a little bit more exciting because pros want to be exciting too. Next up is uh, an iPad Air with an edge-to-edge -edge iPad Pro screen. And we've heard this rumored before as well. Uh, some of the rumors suggesting that it comes with Touch ID in the power button instead of Face ID, instead of in-screen um, Touch ID. And that'll certainly be interesting because I think as Apple adds more and more layers of differentiation to the iPad Pro lineup, it makes sense for them to push previous differentiations down. So like it probably won't have promotion, certainly won't have LiDAR. And who knows what the next uh, iPad Pro will have, 5G mini LED display. So as that sort of frees up these technologies, moving them down and just adding extra value to the iPad Air uh, just, again, makes the kind of sense that does. But, you know, jump into the comments. And let me know what you want to see. Next up is a new Apple Watch lineup, and that's going to include a successor to the Apple Watch Series 5. And I did a whole video on the rumors surrounding that earlier this week. So link in the description for that. And a replacement for the Series 3, uh, which people are calling the Apple Watch SE. Uh, and I just love that idea. I think 
you know, Apple doesn't really have to worry about year-over-year upgrades. I know some people, they do this with the iPhone and with the Apple Watch, and it seems like so many tech reviewers are just so concerned about year-over-year upgrades. And I get it because they get all these review devices, and for them, they're literally going from generation to generation. But most people buy a phone and use it for two to four years. And so what they're looking at is uh, the, the multi-generational leaps forward, going from an iPhone 6S to an iPhone 11 or an iPhone 7 to an iPhone 12. And with Apple Watch, it's not near saturation at all, like the phone market is. Most people still don't have uh, a smartwatch at all. So the market is really getting new people in. And I think the you know compelling features will certainly do that on the higher end, things like sleep tracking and uh, pulse oximeters and, you know, other features like that, longer battery life, whatever it is. But having an Apple Watch SE, just building on the momentum of that really entry-level Apple Watch 3 from last year is great because it'll just be more affordable to more people and help get them the benefits of the Apple Watch. And an Apple Watch SE, I think, could deliver, you know, every bit like that. Now, Debbie and Mark don't give a date for the Apple Watch release, but Maka Takara, a solid C on the tier list with 67.7% by Apple Track over 35 rumors. It says that it's going to be coming in October. The Apple Watch Series 6 will be coming alongside the iPhone 12 in late October. But uh, John Prosser, who is, you know, a super well-known leak reporter ranked at B tier by Apple Track with 77.8% at 27 rumors, but whose recent record on dates just uh, shoots him right up to S tier. He said a few weeks ago that the Apple Watch would be arriving um, via press release the week of September 7th, which is just next week. Now, Love to Dream, who is A tier, 89.2%, according to Apple Track, with 35 rumors, says there is no watch this month um, at all. Prosser hasn't responded to that, but has said that next week is going to be very, uh, very interesting. So we're going to have to wait and see how just all of that plays out. Next up, smaller HomePod that Apple wants to push uh, at a lower price. So the original HomePod uh, was built or just started being built before there were things like the Amazon Echo or the Google Home. Apple really just wanted to make a speaker, a really great speaker. The problem they wanted to solve wasn't home automation at all. That really didn't exist as a product category when they started making the HomePod like five years ago. They wanted to create something where if you had a room with no speakers, you could come in and drop a speaker pretty much anywhere in the room and have great sound no matter where it was in that room and no matter where you were standing in that room. But because they didn't put a display on it, they had to figure out some other way for us to control it. And Siri was just the most obvious option for that. But while they were getting it out, the whole home speaker revolution happened and you got Alexa and you got Google Home and Apple brought a a speaker to an assistant fight and just got creamed. But I think there is value in having smaller, less expensive versions of this because there are still people who don't want to trust a live Amazon or live Google mic in their homes, but are willing to trust a live Apple mic in their homes because of all the privacy protections and just the corporate priorities from the CEO on down that Apple has surrounding privacy. So anything they can do to be more competitive here, uh, I think is great. Next up is a new Apple TV box with a faster processor. And uh, some people already wonder if the Apple TV is OP, overpowered, because it has really an excessive processor for uh, what is really a set-top box, but it's also a gaming box. And it, it hasn't taken off as a console by any stretch 
of the imagination. But I think Apple wants to keep it at that level. They want to have it be a great experience for things like Apple Arcade. And so putting something like an A12X in there, it solves for all the video games. But also the Apple TV as it currently is still um, stresses under load, especially when you're trying to do things like overlay on top of HDR. So just to have that handled would be great. But what really excites me is this rumor about the Apple TV remote finally finally getting Find My because it is just, like I said in my previous video, it is always under sofas, under cushions, and so annoying to find. And if you could just ping it and find it, that would be so much better. And going along with that are AirTags, which is something we heard about for last year's um, iPhone event, the iPhone 11 event, and just never materialized. And I think that's probably because Apple learned a really hard lesson with AirPower. I mean, they announced AirPods early and those were late. They announced HomePod early and that was late. And they announced AirPower early and that just never shipped. And I think now they don't want to announce anything that's not imminent, that's not imminently about to be shipping. And so we just, we, they weren't ready for last year, so we didn't see them. And then 2020 just happened, and it makes sense to announce them alongside the iPhone because there's just a whole story you can tell about the Find My network in general when it comes to the Apple TV remote and it comes to uh, new iPhones and the U1 chip and how all of that's going to work together with the AR you know, discovery capabilities. And it just makes a lot of sense to me but there's no date attached to it here. So going back to Makatakara again, they also talk about AirTags and they do say they're gonna come with the iPhone 12 at the October event. So weigh that as you will. Not mentioned in any of these rumor bombs is of course the Apple Silicon Macs, which we're still expecting for this year, which Tim Cook said at least one system of which would be arriving this year. I'm doing a whole series on what I wanna see in the Apple Silicon Mac. So make sure you hit the subscribe button and bell so you don't miss any of that. And yeah, apologies to Tirzu for totally co-opting his tier lists. You can check out his much, much better versions on Nebula, the streaming video platform we're both building, along with education creator friends like Sam from Wendover, who sounds almost exactly like Sam from Half is Interesting, Real Science, Real Engineering, Jenny Ma, Mary Spender, and more. It's a place where none of us need to worry about demonetization or the tyranny of the click-through rate, watch time, or the algorithm, or ads. Yeah, you can find all of my videos there, completely ad-free. Some of them even have extra sections, tangents that just didn't make sense for YouTube, where retention rate is everything, but work perfectly on Nebula. Also, the full 45-minute long video versions of the interviews I've done with iJustine, Brian Tong, Walt Mossberg, and more. So what does all this have to do with CuriosityStream? Well, as the go-to source for the best documentaries on the internet, they love educational content and educational creators. And we worked out a deal where if you sign up for CuriosityStream with the link in the description, not only will you get CuriosityStream, but you'll also get a Nebula subscription for free. And for a limited time, CuriosityStream is offering 26% off all of their annual plans. And 26% off is, by contract, the best deal you can find anywhere. So click the link in the description and get both CuriosityStream and Nebula for 26% off. Or you can go to curiositystream.com slash Rene Ritchie. It's a great way to support this channel and educational content directly for just $14.79 per year. Just click on the link in the description or go to curiositystream.com slash Rene Ritchie. And clicking on the link really helps this channel. For much, much more on all of the new products coming our way this fall, just check out this playlist right here. iPhones, Apple Watches, Apple Silicon, and more. Just click on this playlist and I'll see you next video.